Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Fieldcraft Survival Podcast. This is Amber. If you don't know me, I'm our in-house director of family preparedness here. I do women's development with the company, and I'm really excited to be here with you guys today. Let's get started with our sponsors for the show, and I love me some Black Rifle coffee. I legitimately pay my own American dollars for a coffee subscription delivered to my house once a month. Whole beans, amazing, incredible. It's what I use to get me through homeschooling the kids in the morning and then doing the field craft thing in the afternoon. Black Rifle is a coffee that I trust the quality of. I know the beans are fresh and I just love the subscription model. I love anything that's just auto-delivered to my house, let's be honest, because you just don't have time to run out of coffee. I also love the cause. We love the company. Fieldcraft, we work really closely with Black Rifle and just can't beat Black Rifle coffee. You can use code CRAFT15 to get 15% off of your next order at blackriflecoffee.com. Also... Let's talk about Triarch systems. So if you're not familiar with Triarch, these are custom guns, rifles, carbines, pistols. Our training staff uses these guns. They're super reliable. They are smooth operating, really efficient, and they're made right here in the USA in Mansfield, Texas. That's Triarch systems. You can use code FIELDCRAFT for 5% off your custom build. It's nothing like a custom gun, right? Made for you. Just something that feels good about operating a gun that you know you chose all the components of from start to finish. So again, that's Fieldcraft, code Fieldcraft for 5% off at TriarchSystems.com. Another company that we work closely with is Vertex. You can find them at Vertex.com. We actually had the pleasure of sitting down with one of their representatives last weekend. He came into town to meet with us. He brought a lot of examples of their apparel and what they've done at the company is they have just created a solution for your apparel and gear needs. No matter what the situation you're in, this clothes can transition from day-to-day wear to really efficient usage for concealed carry, bugging out. Their bags are incredible. They have ballistic panels built in that are compatible with your concealed carry compartments. They even have these rapid access pool panels so that you can access everything really quickly and efficiently. No detail was left out when Vertex created their gear. Their pants and their shirts are, they're they're that minimalist style look to where you're not looking at somebody and thinking, oh, they're super tactical, but they still have the capabilities to hold your everyday carry items, make it really feasible for you to carry a lot of your gear without feeling bogged down and to accomplish your job for the day, whatever that job may be. Their shirts have have graphics, they have polo shirts, and then they have performance tees. Um, like I said, they also have pants. And I personally have their jacket. And what I love about the jackets is there's a zipper compartment on the inside that you are able to unzip to reach your hand through your jacket, if you were to have your jacket zipped, to stage your hand on your firearm or access whatever you may have in your pockets if necessary. So, so much thought has gone into creating their apparel. Really quality, really quality uh, work. And and I love that they are willing to work with us and be open-minded about solutions to move forward with their brand, especially when it comes to women and what women want to wear and need to wear because... That's really important, you know, speaking as a woman. You can use the code FIELDCRAFT as well to get 20% off of your next Vertex purchase. That's spelled V-E-R-T-X dot com. No E, even though it sounds like there should be one. No E, V-E-R-T-X dot com. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Mike and I are breaking down what the future of our women's self-defense course looks like. It has a new name. It has a new look, but it's more incredible than ever. Uh, Mike and I launched this course earlier this spring, and it's been a wild success. 
Um, but as with all good things, they have to scale, they have to grow, and they have to shift to meet the needs that we hear from all of you ladies and even some of you men who have sent your wives to us. So we look forward to having this conversation with you, kind of giving you an inside look about what it looks like here over at Fieldcraft and what our future looks like. It's super exciting. And I'm glad that you're all on this journey with us. All right. Enjoy. All right. So Amber, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's been a while. It's been a while. Has it? Since we've podcast? Yeah, it's been mm. a while. I feel like it's been a year since we've podcasted. Uh, I think we did one in May. Remember, we did one right after we went to Montana. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. June, July. I don't even know what uh, year it is right now. I think it's 2021. <laughs> what month is it? December. I can't believe it's December already. <laughs> I know. How Okay, so how was this last training course in North Carolina? It, it was looked amazing. like there was like a thousand women that went to that one. Yeah, I mean, we sell out every time. They're they're great. It's we've. <laughs> you know what I love about the beginning of this course is that it was created by women. Yeah. With the feedback we had acquired from women over the course of what nine months of yeah. me like gathering the information, and then, but we weren't scared to scale it and to grow it rather than just keep it yeah. in a stagnant place, because no one had really done that type of course before. And so we were starting from scratch, like creating the mold for what we wanted the best version of this course to be. And so we had to grow it and build it from there without the fear of what's it going to look like if it transforms into something completely different from the first course we ever did. When, it, when we originally talked about this, that was like a long time ago, I feel like, like a year and a half ago or a year ago. Um, whenever the women's course, we first started talking, I don't even know. It's, it feels like a long time ago. <laughs> it's been a long, it's been a year. It's been a long, it's time. been a long year. <laughs> so, so it's crazy because we originally talked about the intent of that was to empower women for sure to give them a different take on it. That's a woman's take because we, you know, the guy can't speak to all the considerations that a woman would go through. What we saw on the market that existed was tactical courses that they just tried to put a little bit of a spin on to market them towards women. Yeah. But that's not what we wanted because that's not what our demographic of women were asking for. They didn't necessarily want to come in and have a marksmanship course, a gunfighter pistol course. They needed more. They needed to first understand what fear looks like in their body and how they were going to respond to it before we even put a firearm in their hand. And now we include actual scenarios using fear inoculation. And rather than them feeling wrong based on whatever their F3 response, whether that's fight, flight, or freeze, they understand now. Did you just make that up? F3? No. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, I like that. I'm still at um, F3. I do a lot of neuroscience studies, you know, you know yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, you're all over that. But um, rather than them feel wrong, you know, a lot of people who have the freeze response feel like there's something wrong with me. I'm weak or I'm incapable of supporting myself or defending my children because I freeze. Once they understand why that's happening and that's a primitive response and that they can choose the next step and they can unfreeze and they can understand what the physiological response of that looks like in their body yeah. so that the tingly hands and the tunnel vision and the elevated heart rate and all of these things that go into the life-saving experience that they're having, they see that as being just a function of the human body and not them being wrong or weak or incapable. Isn't that weird that that people associate that? I mean, I could see why, but it's, it's weird to me that there's not a lot of education and that's normal, mm -hmm. that's natural, uh, that's very uh, ancestral. And there's a way to navigate that to use it to your benefit um, as part of the response. And, and what I've realized in, in you educating me in this whole thing of, of women's training is I have bias and I have like misperceptions because I'm not a woman. It's like the maternal instinct, for example. I had never realized how strong that was where if you want a woman to do something um, – it proactively, you endanger her baby cubs and she's going to destroy you, mm -hmm. right? But also it, it could lead to 
um, the wrong emotional response where she needs to kind of gear it back for sure and not use that emotion or that primal attachment because it could launch her into a worst case scenario or mm-hmm. a worser case scenario. So what are, what do you think are some things? Cause you, you've seen, you know, we kind of started it up together. It migrated and evolved. And then you saw kind of the whole picture. What, what, do you, what are some takeaways in the evolution of what you've learned over this process? So I feel like the women that came to our first course, when we just had basic teachings from a stage, minimal handgun, handgun um, instruction, and then we let them go through, they shot two magazines, you know, um, they walked away from that course feeling extremely empowered and so excited and really bought into Fieldcraft as a company, they felt safe here. And where they might have viewed it as just a tactical company that they thought marketed only towards men, they could see that they had a place here. And no matter how much we've evolved that course, even though it looks significantly different now, women still walk away with the same excitement and feelings of of how valuable they are in their own home and in their own self-defense. And so what I'm seeing is that there was such a void there. And no matter what we're teaching, as long as we're doing it from a place that's very authentic to what they need, they walk away with feeling so empowered. And so it's not a course that only has to live in Heber or we transferred it over to North Carolina and we used larger facilities there. You know, if anybody follows us on social media, they can see that we had actual shoot houses involved in these. Um, But we've even changed the facilities in North Carolina. And and we were really curious as to what the response was going to be from going from a, a government training facility to just a warehouse facility. The excitement from these ladies and the passion they feel afterwards about taking their own self-defense into their own hands and then moving that into future trainings is always the same. So it's such a needed course. And the way that we've designed it is always received no matter where we do it, which is huge because the demand for it is just growing and growing and we have to bring it to more places around the country. And so knowing that we're not limited and that it wasn't just amazing here at Fieldcraft's headquarters or it wasn't just amazing in North Carolina, we know now we have enough data to know it can be amazing no matter where we bring it because the the curriculum that we've written isn't what anyone else is doing. Yeah. I, I noticed that there were things that were able to take place, like even in the after action review Mm-hmm. of the videotapes of the interactions where people were seeing how they reacted, maybe being in the F3 phase, not being aware situationally of what, what they were doing consciously. And then they, they get the AR, the after action, they look at themselves and they go, what? I didn't even know I was doing that. Yeah. And then they, it develops this kind of like, um, b- very broad understanding of like, man, this is, this is incredible as an experience, and yeah. and I, I've I've seen the feedback and I've seen the the passion. Um, what I think is very different about how it's evolved is the role play mm-hmm. and the situational um, or the scenario based training that you're doing, where it's not just shooting paper; it's working and navigating and adapting. How have you guys? How have you seen a shift? from shooting paper and getting feedback and and talking about it versus literally being thrown into the den and, and having yeah. to navigate it. So there's two there's two avenues to that that I I want to talk about. Kevin Owens has done a great job um standing this up on the East Coast and now further into the United States, which which we will do moving into 2022. Um, and Kevin's brought in women who have law enforcement or military backgrounds. And so they help teach the articulation of, of what you need to be thinking as you're engaged in these scenarios versus just that tactical component, just you're drawing, you're aiming, you're firing. There's the legal, the legalities that go into that too. And we saw in the Rittenhouse trials that articulation is everything. Right. And so that's a whole different level that we've brought to the playing field for these women. Interesting. That they're just not they're just not shooting a blower suit. So the blower suit is 
it was created by Tony Blower, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's this suit that we have our role players put on that protects their body so that they can be shot at and we use the simunition guns. So yeah. they're non-lethal, non-toxic rounds. Um, what, 70% of the recoil of a yep. Glock 19? Yeah. Um, and have the same body as, the gun is the same gun as the Glock 19. Yeah. And so it feels very real, but it's very safe. And so teaching them that they're not just shooting a, bl- a blower suit, they're not just reactive and they're having to actually think has been huge. And then we teach them and we have our women that have the LEO experience teach them what that articulation needs to look like um, because it is it's so important. And, and we do teach them that we hope they never have to make this choice to defend their life in that way. But if they do like that's something they're going to have to live with. And this is what the aftermath will look like. And so that's changed the course for these women because they take it so seriously. Now the role playing rather than them just shooting at a target. And we, we've started to incorporate when we can other people into the role play. So we'll have me tucked into a bed pretending to be a child. And so I can see that the the person, small people jokes, they just need to be (laughs) rampant today. Um, And so the role player will, you know, come into the room and and be trying to rob us. I'm in the same room. And then the woman comes in as mom trying to see what the noise is. And rather than it's her versus a blower suit, there's another component in the room and that's me. And so a lot of times we saw with the women that they would shoot one time and then they would they would think that the scenario was over. Well, we hadn't indexed it yet. And they one shot a lot of times. I mean, unless you're a sniper, what are you doing with one shot? Yeah. Not much. Right. Yeah. Um, you're not turning off a light switch. Most likely you're just going to piss somebody off. Yeah. And so when there's somebody else involved, they don't just shoot and then feel that immediate relief. That person's still coming after me. And we've, we've had the role players like grab me by my foot and pull me off the bed, like pulling me towards them really aggressively. And so when they see that and they feel really involved in the role playing, their mind gets so wrapped up into it that they're making decisions that they would actually be making versus, oh, that was a great class. I shot at a target or shot at, so- at somebody once as a pretend scenario. It, it plays out totally different for them. Yeah. I- um, and there's a lot of emotion involved. I mean... We have women who come a lot of times in every course. We have somebody that's experienced trauma and this is a huge step for them. You yeah. know, I've, I've, I've been through scenarios with women where I've gone in the room with them because they couldn't do it on their own. I've held their hand before it started and they've told me I can't do this. And I say, yes, you can, you can, I'm here with you. You're safe and you're going to do it. They get through the scenario and then they fall apart. And so it's me and them, you know, I'm hugging them and, and they're just sobbing and, And that's something that is unique about this course that we're bringing to the table is I wanted the emotional component to be there. I wanted them to understand that I know the sacrifice they're making and how uncomfortable this is and for them to feel really safe and valued. And so you've been so great about making sure that that's a really protected and safe space. Kevin's been so great about that. And everybody Kevin's bringing in, you know, as our subcontractors and as our trainers, that will be going across the country with this course, I obviously can't be in. Is that the plan? Yeah. We have seven locations. We have seven courses on the calendar for January. Are you serious? Six different locations. We haven't announced them yet, but. That's a big deal. I can't be at all of them, right? How do you feel about that? Are you nervous? Because that's like, I mean, it's your baby. I'm, I'm so grateful. Yeah. But you're, but you're going to educate, like you're going to mentor the instructors even this weekend about this experience so they understand right that's part We're, of Ke- even kevin takes this very seriously like the yeah. vetting of the people that are allowed into this course is a very serious business because yeah you can't have one bit yeah. of ego will ruin this course 100%. for a woman you know and yeah. we've been so careful we've brought in um, our role players they're guys that are going through the q course up at fort bragg and they come down and they help us and they've even their responses to me when they send me messages after the courses, these young 20 year old guys, you know, who thought they were showing up to a women's course to hang out with 30 women and got mauled. Like they get mauled during the, the course of the course. Them. Yeah. Um, but they'll even, the last time we were up there, they sent me messages and they were like, thank you so much for letting us be involved in this. Like this isn't an honor. And, and we've been through some extreme courses, but we've never seen something like this offered for women, you know, much less a civilian in this form. Like, this is incredible the way y'all formatted it. And I agree. Like it, yeah. I, I had to fight for this course. Like you remember that, right? Yeah, I do. I do remember that. And so 
And now um, it's like one of the, I mean, I, I think it's one of the most innovative staples of the company now. It's like what, it's like an integral difference between, it separates us from the pack because nobody's doing that. Yeah. And, and, and nobody's doing it with attention and care as you are paying attention to how it's supposed to be done, curating it, orchestrating it, and and like completing that circle. I, I think a lot of people do it, but they think a woman's course is a title change. Mm -hmm. It's a men's course exactly. today, it's a women's course right. tomorrow. Slap a new there's jacket no different, on mm -hmm. right? When it's not, it's completely not. Um, We've changed the name. Oh, what is the name now? So it's personal security level one for women. Personal security level. I like that. The practical application for self-defense in a way was misleading from a marketing standpoint because it sounded like we were doing Krav Maga. Yeah. Which we don't, you know, we don't do hand to hand combat. I mean, the role players have permission to grab me if I'm in this scenario or one of our instructors and utilize us in that in a rougher manner. But we're not doing that to these women um, for level one, we have plans to uh, Kevin's done a really great job of coming up with the future look of a level two version of this course where there is a lot more intensity involved in that. Yeah. But I think the sim, the sim guns bring a different component to it as well. For what, a woman who's, well, for women who have never handled firearms and don't feel completely that gap. and we don't the liability of live fire. Yeah. You can't get the, it's the closest that you'll get to realist, realistic training in any environment. There's no there's nothing the simunitions gun with the close contact role play mm -hmm. in the specific scenarios it doesn't get any better than that in training. I mean the military me and Kevin Owens rarely had that opportunity. We did a lot of simunition hits uh discriminating between bad guys and good guys and doing different scenarios. But the ability for us to do that for civilian it's very rare. It's yeah. very rare in training. And uh, most people's default, I don't know why, is live fire. But you're shooting paper. There's no feedback. There's actually no behavioral inputs that make the scenario close to being real. Mm -hmm. You know, a broad-sided target standing up and tall, facing you squared up, you know, holding the gun at the hip, that's not how bad guys interact. And and it's complex. For sure. And, and I mean, even in the scenarios where we have Sean, who's our director of training, is that his official title? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have Kevin, who are both very gregarious men and can be loud and aggressive yelling at each other, yeah. cursing at each other. And we have a woman sitting in the room and we, we've created like a workplace scenario where somebody comes in and they're irate. They get so distracted by the screaming and it yeah. brings them to a whole different state, a whole different cognitive level that whenever we put the spin on it and a firearm becomes involved, they're having to kind of regroup their whole mindset into, oh, I have to get prepared for this. So the, the takeaway every time for that, even when we're we're talking about it afterwards with the other women and debriefing what happened, um, they realize like, oh, that is a deviation from a normal pattern. That's what Amber was talking about in the in the morning blocks where our situational awareness is key at us avoiding conflict and threats. I shouldn't have just been sitting in there listening to people yell. Hmm. Like I should immediately be responding to yelling and escalation of voices by, by admitting to myself that that's a deviation from patterns rather than getting frozen Yeah, because that's what they did. Yeah. And then they were dead. Yeah. You know, yeah, which is completely normal, right? Mm -hmm. We have to, I mean, that's, that's the, the love behind the training is you're really, you're really conditioning t to change um, human behavior because it's so it's so systemic that human behavior is going to put us into a like we're not going to do anything and we'll just sit idle until we get killed mm -hmm. and that that action can only be taught when it's inoculated. Um, how does this course scale so vastly how, how what are the right tactics here like there I, i'm sure there's parameters and assurances that you've locked into place like these are the things that need to kind of stay with the poi the period of instruction but how are some ways that this is going to be effective everywhere that we that we put it well we just have to follow that poi always starting with neuro 
always starting with that emotional concept, which is very funny sometimes because women are looking at me like, as I came for a self-defense course and we are talking about fight, flight, or freeze. This is so interesting, you know? And I, I try to keep it really concise and just explain how that's going to transition into their experiences later in the afternoon and let them know this is what you will feel and it's okay. You definitely closed the loop, I'm sure. At the end of it, they're like, I can't believe that, that was part of the magic. That was part of the magic. She was right. Um, and then we talk about considerations for women for concealed carry because men want to men wanna hand you a belt and a leather holster that you're attaching to the belt. And women are like, oh, this is great. I don't wear a belt ever, you know? Yeah. So they need me it's who's so like, okay, I wear clothes like you wear. I don't wear tactical clothes, so I will now tell you. Don't you don't wear 5'11 pants, khaki with a leather belt? That's you know, weird. a couple days a week, but <laughs> no. Um, and so I get to walk them through what that looks like. What is a modern woman's wardrobe and your concealed carry considerations look like? They love that part. Yeah. Um, we also allow them the options to hold a firearm. I mean, we mainly keep it now to Glocks and Sigs because that's just what we found to be the best suggestions for women, to be honest. And so letting them feel in their hand and understand, oh, this, I get it now. Why, why I would be over gripping this gun or that makes sense. That's why this didn't feel good. Um, so that part is great. And then we move into the afternoon component of the scenarios. Now, scenarios are going to have to flex and change depending on what range we're at and where we're at in the country. We have some amazing partner ranges um, that we're we've grouped up with that we can we are bringing this women's course to in January and then moving into, you know, the rest of the first quarter of the year. So no matter where we go, we'll be able to flex it. But keeping the Sims guns as part of the scenario is critical. Yeah. Yeah. We need to flex those. I'm, ass I'm assuming there's a plan to do it here even. Again. Yeah, we have um we have a Heber course in January. Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I miss I miss being around that positive Isn't it's, it the best? It's the best because it's like it, it's like you see the the greatest up, uh, uh, improvement in the shortest period of time because nobody's making those connections with women. Yeah. And and it's not hard. It's just you need that kind of quality that you've put together and you need to present it in the right way. And it, and it is. And, and at the end of it, it's like you talk to a class and you say, where were you this morning? And it's like this morning, you had no idea this world existed. 100%. And at the end, the light bulbs that you see go off and the, the amount of empowerment that that's been for women. And I'll, I'll say this as well, because it applies to men as well. When, when, when you do live scenario-based training where you have to adapt, where there's not one clear-cut solution, and and you talk about it, and then you're forced to reflect or recall that information, it plugs you in. And then you realize, like, man, this whole idea of training and shooting paper and still is not completely applicable. It's just one sliver of the pie. What I think is missing overall in, in training, period, is – uh, women's roles in, in training, because I think, you know, you're half the population. So, uh, uh, why there's not significant numbers of women training is, is a, is a problem, which is why we talked about it originally and that we're not doing enough scenario based training mm -hmm. force on force type stuff. And the, the key with the scenarios is let's be realistic. It takes a lot for women, especially women who are moms to invest in themselves, invest the money they have to invest because we, ha you can't charge nothing for this course, even though we'd love to, because yeah. it's so involved the overhead with the simunitions and yeah. that it's and one of the moving it around the, the country. highest overhead courses ran and the role players, it yeah. costs money. And so they're investing in the course. Uh, most of the time they're flying. They're having to leave their family. There's so many components that go into this. The yeah. breastfeeding moms are having to to pump milk like a month ahead yeah. of time. Like this is re this is reality of a lot of the women coming to these courses, want, like bringing in their infants and being, at lunchtime. Yeah, to lunchtime. Nurse them. Yeah, yeah. They were committed to learn, you know, and, but this is who we want to train. And that's what, that's what we've created this for. Um, and so they're not going to be able to, to leave every three months and come train with us. Most of them, that's the reality of it. And so we have to capture them while we can with enough of a training that they can go home and say, yeah, I feel really powerful now. And if I find myself in a scenario tomorrow, I can defend myself and my children. Hmm. That's extremely important. Yeah. 
And so that's why we have so much value and information in that course. And for a lot of people on the outside, they think we jump. You jump from neuro to basic handgun to literally letting them participate with a gun in a scenario. Yeah. But I completely trust Kevin and I know you do, too. Yeah. Um, And I've never once watched this and thought it was dangerous. Yeah. You know, because it's not rocket science. It's understanding your body. And then it's basic, the basic tactical components. Yeah. And obviously we have them going forward with the instruction to go home and to train and to practice. But we are giving them enough that day. Um, I mean, they are being gavaged with information and scenarios and an understanding of themselves um, that they go home with such value compared to, oh, that was a great range course for a few hours, but I I really need to go back and do this in three months again, which would be ideal, but we don't live in utopia. Yeah. And with the way the world's going and how scary things are getting for these women, they want to show up and feel like they really have something to take home. And that's what this course does because it was created to do that. Where, where do you go? Like, how do you... Like, where do you go from here in, in trying to manage these these processes? And and when do we expect level two is going to be available? That's that's a great question. You know, um, I think like Kevin's vision with this is we have to build up the alumni of this course enough, which we're kind of at that point. But to move into the POI of a level two course where it it's worth what we're going to have to invest in it. Um, to run it like we know that it will be successful, which I think it it I really do think it would at this point We have enough women that if we've run through it, I think we're at over 400 now um, Where do I go? I mean, I can't be can we mutate me into mutate? I me? wish that'd be that'd be the best way to do it <laughs> multiple people um, I I still love doing the director of family preparedness role and I think that we have a big future with that at Fieldcraft. Yeah, there's other I hate to say it, but there's there's other things that you have to tackle that are just as significant yeah. in different ways. I mean, it in a selfish ego way, like this course has been, it's so successful. And it obviously it feels amazing to walk away from a course and have 30 women message me the most insanely kind messages after that. But I mean, you and I sat down last November and created a vision for and a business plan and we move forward with it. And that's what my Instagram and the content I've done with Fieldcraft was all geared towards, right? Was building me into the position of trying to be the face of inspiration for these women. And a lot of people said it wouldn't work and it worked. (laughs) Who said it wouldn't work? A lot of people, (laughs) but it worked. Um, not, not an, and that sounds kind of egotistical, but you understand what I'm saying, right? hundred percent. I literally remember you saying, I said, are you sure I'm the right person for this? Yeah. And you were like, I am sure about it. Are you sure? And I, I was like, I don't know. This feels like a heavy responsibility. And you said, well, do you trust someone else, you know, with, with the heart and the minds of these women? Because you're manipulative and know how to say all the right things. <laughs> wow. I'm just yeah, X that from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and I, you know, that was, that stuck with me. Like, I guess I don't, you know, I mean, I've come to, I've come to trust women that have been brought into this, but I wouldn't trust just anybody with these women. Oh, absolutely not. Well, you, you have to hear, you know, you have to look at um, context um, when you're trying to select the right person for these things. Like Kevin Owens, 30 plus years in special operations. We, he was my senior as a weapon specialist on the same team. He was my senior sniper. Like all the experience that it brings in the tactical realm and is, is essential. Your experience is the same. You have this, like you're, you're from motherhood to nursing to all the things that you've seen. Medical nursing. Medical nursing. <laughs> I mean, also that nursing. But. Yeah, the, yeah. I should have said. Wow, I just connected that. Yeah, people were like, "What nursing?" Wow, um, medical nursing, and then all of those elements is like the perfect storm. You know, it's like it's it's you you have to have the, those kind of people, and then at that position, which I think, like, I, I'm almost romanticizing a little bit, but it's 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 that big of a deal. Like if you, like I, we are in this space, which is tactical, survival, preparedness, 
nobody, not one company, is teaching women's training at this scale to this level. And what I've seen in a very short period of time, by the way, because this usually doesn't happen overnight. It seems like it happened overnight. I mean, it's been a year. But really working hard for it for a year, your investment and time and attention has nurtured this thing into something very significant. And and that doesn't stop. And so the train continues to roll down the tracks and there's other stops along the way. Um, I'm just excited about that. What, what's next in family preparedness for you as a priority? I, we really wanna create curriculum, not just for homeschool families, but for families in general to not only create um, and harvest that um, connection between family, but you have got to build your family into being an asset. And the only way to do that is to do it together. And we just have to show them how. And and Amcon's a huge component of that. You know, we'll be I will be going out to the expos and helping to train families and children. Um, Tom's so excited about that. And for for people, I mean, some for some people who are listening to this podcast and listening to you might not even know what Amcon is. Can you give us just a brief overview? Yeah, American Contingency is our community-based component of a more localized force for for, for preparedness. Um, it I, Can we even say that it got a bad rap for a while? Can we be transparent about that? It did. I mean, people yeah, sure. viewed it as a, a militia, which it, it's not at all. For me, it's just the lifestyle that we've always lived in the South, right? I know my skill sets. I know my neighbor's skill sets. I know my uncle's skill sets a mile down the road. And so we've always been prepared as a community to help one another. And we're in a natural disaster prone area. Hurricanes are a reality. And so everybody knows how to band together and overcome when something bad happens. And that's what not everybody has that. And so Amcon is the literal breaking bread component of let's be a community and let's train together and let's form regional components of not even Fieldcraft. I mean, Fieldcraft is the overarching company that's that's been the lead of this, but Amcon has really um, paved its own way. And it's not something that I think we often talk about because I think it's for me, like the women's courses to me, I think Amcon's very precious to you and you're very protective of it. Um, and it is more of a community based thing. And um, Tom was telling me today, he's like, they, people are people are so excited to have you come out. I forget Rob posts my videos on there all the time, but he's like, this is your people, Amber. Like these are the people wanting to train their families that are are just so invested in that and in their communities and being responsible citizens. And they are ready for the information that you have to give when it comes to training families, because training children looks a little different doing it in a non-fear-based way. So getting involved with Amcon this year and the expos that they'll have, um, that's, that's big. And, and poor Rob, Rob's always like, can I have some of you? Can I have more of Amber? That's a marketing guy. I need, I need more content. I need you doing content. Um, and it, it content is a way for us to reach more people. But I, I will never not be involved in the women's component. I mean, you and I have talked about how I, I can't do this forever. I can't, I can't be at every, I can't be at eight courses in the month of January. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of content as well. Cause it could, I mean, we could divide it and conquer, but I will be, I will be the, the woman helping to lead the other women that we're bringing in to be involved in these courses because there is that expectation there. And Kevin will do an amazing job with the instructors and the tactical component, but we will have me involved with having the women understand from what heart posture that POI comes from, right? Because that sounds so unsexy, but it's part of the course. I love that. You're crushing it. Not really. You are. You're always crushing it. You crush everything you do. And I still have to be a mom. And you got to be a mom and you got to grind yet like 10 different. And homeschool them. And homeschool, which is crazy. You're homeschooling full time while you're running all of family preparedness for Phil Cross Rival and crushing it. What's your secret? What's the secret sauce? Ask for help. It's not Black Rifle Coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. <laughs> yeah. It is. I Do you know, I, I'm on their monthly subscription. Why are you, I pay for it. Like, I'm that invested in Black to. Rifle. I mean, I got some downstairs you could use. I pay for it, and I get beans delivered to my house every month. And it, yeah. I will tell you that it's that whole deal, like the subscription thing, is actually kind of nice. I can't. I, that That is one way to ask for help. Yeah. I can't. 
I can't do it all. And remember, I, I'm traveling a lot. Like, I I mean, I'd, I'd venture to say I travel probably more than a lot of people in this company. Absolutely. Um, and also homeschool three children. So that everything has to be very um, structured and organized for me in order to thrive yeah. and not just survive when I'm back home. So having to having a lot of things on auto ship that I don't have to worry about is amazing because what would happen if I ran out of coffee? How do, where do you find the, um, where do you find the, the discipline? Where do you find, or like, where do you find the, the energy? What, what drives that energy for you to be checked in? Um, when it's so easy to check out. Well, I mean, first of all, I find my own self value in <laughs> success. So yeah. not always a great thing, right? Working through it. Um, but I don't like to fail. And so I, I will grind just for that. But also, um, you know, I'm a single mom now. And so my kids are watching me. And I think that it's really important for them to see what discipline can bring you. And it's for these women too, and and the families, and even sometimes the husbands reaching out to me, and never inappropriate. Like thank goodness, maybe they're scared of you and everybody else at Fieldcraft. People are it's very me. kind on Instagram to me, and I hope they stay that way. But very respectfully, just thanking me for opening the door for this to be something for Fieldcraft and American Contingency yeah. to be something for their family and not something that divides their family very inclusive rather than exclusive because it was like that for them for a while. You know, the husbands were wanting to run off and do these tactical components and trainings and the women were, that's not for me. The husband's really wanting to get the wives on board, hearing you speak about how important involving your family is, but being like, I can't, my wife won't even listen to this. I think I'm relatable to a lot of people um, just because I, I am very unassuming, right? For sure. I had a guy I was sitting next to on the plane to North Carolina two weeks ago, and he was like, so what are you in town for? And I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> so I'm teaching women how to defend themselves I'm like, themselves I'm here for work. He's people. like, what's your job? I'm like, well, I work for a survival company. And he's like, are you like carrying? Do you like carry? I'm like, well, not legally on an airplane right now, but normally, yes. Yeah. He's like, I would never have imagined that you'd be strapped. I'm like, I know. That's the best part about it, right? Um, and so, and I'm, I'm the mom raising yeah. children and at the park with my kids and doing play dates and all the normal mom things. Um, and so it, it opens that door for them to say, well, look at her. She's not, she doesn't stand in stark contrast to what you do, dear honey. Yeah. Like maybe you can relate to her. And this is, this is on a daily basis. I get messages like this from people just thanking me, you know, or, or I just want to let you know that what you're doing is valuable. Like you've really changed things in our family. And so those things drive me, you know, and when it gets hard and it is hard, I mean, that's, this is waking up early every morning to answer emails so that when my kids get up, I can be fully invested in them. And then having the discipline to get through homeschool and then go lock myself in the office for the afternoon to work. And then every other week, get on a plane and tell them bye. Um, it's sac it sacrifices. Yeah. Um, but it's worth it. I, I, um, I get the most feedback on the road when I teach because I always get several people, mostly guys, coming to me and saying, hey, the, the videos that you and Amber did and that Amber does, um, it's what got my wife or my girlfriend involved. And if it wasn't for that, they would have never crossed that bridge. They would have never thought it was a thing. So even the, just the communication of, Hey, let's talk about some considerations. Let's just let's just talk about let's just have the conversation. Has been able to bridge that gap and and communicate how important this is. I mean, I I, I think everything you do is like uh, building resilience, but it's also building um, and empowering women to to just be. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no, like the the idea that this is a a, a man landscape or. Um, it, this is for warriors only. It's like, I guess you're a warrior if you're, if you're always trying to evolve and grow. I mean, that's what a warrior does. That's what a warrior is. So that, that resilience is built from just being open-minded as a student and then increasing your capabilities. And without you, um, we wouldn't have a, we wouldn't even have that. And it's, it's, it's all cause of you. Well, and I think, 
I think too, like where you ask where the drive comes from, it is, it is work every day. It's work, you know, and it looks different every day, but I don't ever want to be complacent or entitled. I will grind for it because that keeps me humble. And that's what this role that I play for the company, I have to be humble because I never want women bought into me. We all have different roles to play, right? And sometimes our roles look like leadership. And to some people that may be intimidating and it may be... um an ego or a power trip for some people, but I never wanted it to be that because I take that, I take great responsibility with that. You know, holding the, holding the weight of that for all of these women is a responsibility and it is a leadership position, but I never wanted them bought into me. You know, I'm just the segue into the company. And that's been vital because as we move forward into seven courses in January, I can't be there. I want to, I want to be in that room holding the girl who's falling apart because she went through trauma as a child and this is digging it all up. Like I want to be there for her, but I can't, but I can, I have built enough with the women we're bringing into the course that I, I completely trust everybody to treat these women with the same respect that I would. And I, I trust that I've built them into the brand of Fieldcraft enough too that I can step back and say, I can't be there, but but this is what we've built. You know, we collaboratively, collaboratively, you, me, Kevin, everybody that's been involved in this course, this is what we've created. And so there's parts of us that get to be there, even though we don't get to physically be there. Um, and as I transition out of that role, because that's what I have to do as a, as, to direct other components of the company, help get something rolling and then back out of it. Right. Yeah. And then recreate something else. Um, and be used in other places so that we can help and benefit the most people possible and give other people a chance to step into that position and who want to be involved in this course. You know, all of the women that we have involved in it now and the role players we have involved in it now, they're all developing passions for the course that thrill me, you know, like true passions for it. I want to see other people stepping up as leaders and being able to do that. I'm I'm so grateful to have been involved in it, but I'm also I'm grateful to be in the position where our company is reputable enough that it can stand alone and it doesn't need, I don't need to be there just like you with the courses you've created. You don't have to be there. Yeah. Like we have other roles we need to play. And of course I will be at as many as I can because I'm going to, I can't, I swear I can't be home for more than two weeks before I'm like, okay, I need to be on a plane. Like, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we'll make sure that's okay. time to go. <laughs> I feel like we should name all the other instructors, Amber. No, they have to be Amber. No. They could t- they could keep their last names. Amber no S, way. Amber T. No, I don't I don't want to be identified. Like, <laughs> come on, keep me humble, Mike. Keep me humble. <laughs> don't, don't wear your shirt. Something. Some no. some kind of connection. We'll make a pink uh vertex jacket yeah, for them. We'll make a wear. mask. We'll put mask on all no, of them. No. The women that we've brought into this course are incredible in their own right. Yeah. Um, and not all of them are have active social media, so you won't see them there, but there's a tender spot in their heart for this course. And I completely trust them to run with it. And I trust Kevin. I mean, yeah. I know you trust Kevin too. It's been so fun to watch that Kevin step up to the plate with a women's course, you know, yeah. and be just so bought into it. He's because, got a lot of passion for it. And, and so do I, but I think it's because of you. I mean, it, and Tula, Kevin's wife has been incredible too, you know, I yeah. mean, she could, because she, women can see differently than men. Absolutely. Um, and so Tula sees the heart of it and, and Kevin values Tula incredibly. And so having her there and having her feedback and the way that she and Kevin can communicate about the course and work together, um, they're a great team when it comes to, I love that. to this course. Yeah. I love that for them. Mm-hmm. Miss them. I know. They're great. Um, where can people find all your social uh, education? And, and you know, you got LMS and all this stuff. What, what are some platforms for that? So my Instagram is ms.amber.elle. And then I also have content at Fieldcraft on the Fieldcraft Instagram and a lot of content on the Fieldcraft blog. Um, and then you can find some of our, well, what we've created for LMS, our online courses at wethepreparedcom We have like off-body carry considerations for women and just really short educational segments like that. Um, we need to put uh, you on you're the prepared or <laughs> you're the prepared <laughs> on your prep life as well. We need to make sure that you get segmented on that. Um, your prep life, the training piece of that, you, like we need to see your face on that. Is that a thing? 
Am I rejected on that? On, no, one, wherever you want me. <laughs> All right. I'm excited about the future. Me too. What one course are you going to be at for the female? Well, then I'd have to give up. Are we going to give a hint here about yeah. where our first course will be? Yeah, we just do it. Why not? Okay. We can drop it. Well, we will be in Texas. And you're going to be in Texas. Yeah, I'll go to Texas. Which one is where? Where is it at? Oh, um, Paraclete. Route 66. Oh, Route 66. Where is that? That's south of Dallas. No, that's San Bernardino. Not Route 66. No, it's it's Route something. Route 66 is in San Bernardino. I'm going there next weekend. Okay, I got it wrong. That's Hold where you're that. going? No, I'm oh, not going to San Bernardino. You're going to Paraclete, east of San Antonio. It's the Paraclete Consultant Group, which is called, uh, the name of the range is like a different range. But the consulting group is where the name of the range is. Range 35. Oh, I don't know what that one is. That's the new relationship. That's a new partnership. When are you going to go there? January? Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully I'll be there. I don't, things might shift. We, <laughs> we have two courses a weekend. Uh, that's exciting. We have two courses every weekend. People have been begging for it constantly. So guess what? We're coming. You better fill out the courses. Yeah, you, you gave your Instagram, right? Miss. It, yeah. Miss.amber.elle. So as soon as these courses are launched, we'll be dropping them. And They'll they, I mean, they yours. sell out normally within a few days. Yeah. I mean, the longest I think we've had a course up is just a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, because we can only handle so many women per course to keep it at the quality level we need to. So if we have to, I'm sure eventually they'll be expanded into like two days so we can get people on both days. But for now, um, 24 to 30 slots per town. I'm excited. I'm proud so of you. So we'll see. I'll be somewhere. Thanks. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for trusting me with this. I trust you. I'm, I'm grateful. <laughs> so, are, so are all the other women out there. They've been so, they get so sad when you're not there. Is Mike going to be here? We have to do like maybe one or two of those a year. Just me and you. Those are fun. The epic. Yeah, we'll call it the epic. The epic. (laughs) The epic. (laughs) Those are really good courses. Um, You need to come back to one. You need to come to one of the scenario-based ones. I mean, the the energy is amazing. I promise. I will. Uh, Whatever one you're going to, we'll we'll, we'll plan and, and, uh, and tag team it. Yeah. Thanks, Amber. You're welcome. All right.